0: Welcome back to Are You a Fan, where we explore individual characters from your favorite sci fi, action, and fantasy genres. A big thank you to Novacore PC for sponsoring today's episode. Here's your host, Dick Rail and Joker. So, Joker, I hear you're uh, checking out some of the old uh, superhero cartoons.
1: Yeah, trying to kind of go back into seeing uh, where it all started and you know, just, just reliving childhood and all the nostalgia.
0: Nostalgia, yeah. Back in the day when superheroes just let people die and we had alcoholics running around trying to get redheads. And that, uh, I so can't cur- blame them. I mean, you know, as hot as she is, she's boring as hell. on that, I think anybody out there can probably guess who we're talking about <laughs> in that, but it has an X in its name. But, uh, I'm curious in that. Have you gotten to see uh question? Have uh, you gotten to see it? What,
1: what, what's the question?
0: The question is, if you gotten to see them?
1: See who? Question. Who's The Question?
0: You know who The Question is, and that the question is, I'm asking you, have you seen The Question?
1: <laughs> but that, that's issues. Who's The Question?
0: Well, you want to know who The Question is? Because I know who The Question is.
1: Yeah, now I'm confused. Who The Question
0: Okay, created by Steve Ditko. Dick, the Question was inspired by another one of Dicko's works, Mr. A, who was, de- who was a detective. Now, The Question... Now, the question was basically just a comic code authority version, a uh, friendly version of Mr. A, who was basically an uncensored version of his uh, philosophy and views on the world. The questions first appear in, uh, appeared in Blue Beetle, issue number one, in 1967, which was actually owned and published by Charlatan Comics, but eventually Detective Comics, DC for those of you, you know, who are newer to the game would buy the question uh, alongside several other characters. The question would then be written by uh, Dennis O'Neill. So that's who the question is. <laughs> or at least a little bit, you know, on his real world history there for you. Kind
1: of interesting that he started somewhere else along with Blue Beetle.
0: Yeah, I wasn't expecting that one either. Uh, so yeah, no, no. I thought that was a little bit weird doing uh, some research on the character because honestly, I had only known the character from from the um, like Justice League Unlimited version.
1: Yeah, I didn't even know he had a comic.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I, I kind of had an idea they had a comic because you know DC, like, well, most comic groups rarely just bring in a rando character into the show. Of course, at the same time, it was the same group that had Batman and well, Harlequin and uh, Condiment Man and. Well, just uh, okay. Anyway, so DC was kind of known for that, but um, no, no. The question, uh, yeah, definitely a unique character. I was honestly shocked in the research to find out that one originally owned by a completely different com- comic book company, which basically doesn't even exist anymore.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely a very unknown one that seemed to have fallen off the face of the earth.
0: Yeah, which but- could
1: be why DC bottom.
0: I'm thinking that's why they bought them is uh, it was a company struggling in that uh, not, not you know about to basically just straight up go under and DC saw some characters they wanted and they were like hey give you some money because <laughs> <laughs> I mean they bought the question we got Blue Beetle we got Captain Adam and that few
1: that's pretty much it
0: yeah I think like what two others that are, I've never
1: seen in anything really those were the only known ones were those three yeah. And then upon his purchasing, he was also supposed to appear in a Watchmen uh, graphic novel with Adam and Blue Beetle. And not only was it Blue Beetle, but it was the second Blue Beetle, Ted Kord, uh, both of which were originally from Charlton Comics as well. It was decided that they would best be using the main DC comics alongside the Justice League, which to join that, they were joined through the Crisis on Infinite Earth comic to kind of explain how they jumped the comic brands.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember you. I remember seeing something about that. Uh, didn't your research bring that up?
1: Yeah, it didn't really bring it up as much for the question or Captain Adam or Mr. Adam. It was more for Blue Beetle that I saw that on.
0: Well, like I, I assume it was questioned because they mentioned, uh, like reading through his bios and that, they mentioned he was involved with... Like the crisis on Infinite Earth, and that, like yeah, played I saw a it a role. few times, but yeah, no, 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 I saw that he was uh, involved with the Infinite Crisis, so I'm assuming that's how he got in there,
1: which now, makes sense. It was a great way for them to bring the characters from the other comics in without any real continuity issues.
0: I mean, that's how, uh, fun fact that's kind of how they brought in uh, a, a Static Shock. Okay. Stagshock. Uh, actually, a few black comic book characters that were purchased from another comic book branch. They used like a similar, like, like, inf- like infinite, like Crisis on Infinite Earth. Might have actually been Crisis on Infinite Earths because I know DC had a boom of new characters after that.
1: And I, I saw doing some of the research that they kind of use the term Crisis as kind of their way to make those comics to where they can bring other characters in.
0: Which so it may know, not have been
1: Crisis of Infinite Earth, but it could have been a Crisis of something else.
0: True, true, and that they are pretty good, big about that. Well, I mean, shit, that's how either Crisis or, for God's sakes, a Flashpoint Paradox, which, you know, at this point, that's getting old.
1: You know, because Barry <laughs> just can't leave the timeline alone.
0: Nah, but as far as, like, uh, yeah, introducing in new characters, that's generally a good way to do it, and they're not the first company to, like, literally bring in another character comic book universe to destroy it just so they can get some characters just saying i don't know if marvel got anything out of this but marvel one time had a uh, had an event where realities were being destroyed and they got to visually watch as the dc reality got destroyed in front of them now if that's now if that's not a dick on table move i don't know what is
1: yeah that, that
0: definitely is so what do you know about him like in comics though
1: in comics, not really anything. I, I've only ever seen his episodes in Justice League mo- cartoon. Oh, uh, yes, that's sir. all I've really ever seen him in. The, what was it? Justice League Dark?
0: Justice League
1: Unlimited. No, the the movie he was in.
0: Oh, that was uh, Bold and the Brave. Bold and the Brave. Bold and the Brave, which was actually, wasn't that a Scooby-Doo movie with yeah. Batman from Bold and the Brave?
1: Yeah, it was. It was kind of interesting.
0: Right? The bold and the brave comics, like the the TV show, I at first I was not interested. It looked way too cartoony. But now I'm reaching a certain point where I'm like, you know, now, now you're just curious. I might have to watch this. Now, now you're just too curious for your own good. I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of jokes from it that I'm just like, hmm, this seems like some good clean adult humor that would go over a little kid's head.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of cartoons nowadays. <laughs> yeah,
0: but you know, DC kind of. I was just shocked at their uh, way of, you know, dancing around that, considering sometimes they'll just straight up show somebody die on screen.
1: They do that, but everything else they're kind of touchy on. They'll make their jokes. Yeah, true. Like, you know, Flash being the fastest man alive.
0: (laughs) No wonder he never gets a date. So as far as, like, in comics and that, his name is uh, Vic Sage. Real full name is uh, Charles Victor, uh, I can't even pronounce that last name, and that uh, S-Z-A... S Z, so Saz.
1: I'm thinking Zaz. Saz. It, like, it makes me think of Victor Saz.
0: Yeah, Victor Saz, yeah. Oh yeah. Which is
1: kinda weird.
0: Which um yeah, when I was doing my research, i uh and that i uh, saw Victor Saj I'm like, isn't that a Batman villain?
1: That that was the first thing I thought of too when I saw the name. I'm like, no, that's that's the wrong guy.
0: <laughs> so yeah, a little little bit uh weird to, you know confuse anybody deciding to do any type of research but yeah victor sat uh victor <laughs> zazz and that or victor sage as he is most commonly known by aka the question originated from the fictional town known as hub city grown up as an orphan he was a bit of a rowdy kid in that which caused him to acquire the unwanted attention of the orphanage nuns Once he was old enough, Sage left the orphanage to pursue an education in investigative journalism. Upon graduating, he would begin a career as a reporter for the news station KBEL. I will slow that down again because that sounded like word vomit, I believe, coming out of my mouth. K as in KBG, B as in BG, E as in elephant, and L as in Lafint. Unfortunately, this wouldn't be enough for him. Along with his anger problems, possibly forming from you know orphanage nuns, Vic would meet his uh, fr- uh, friend and teacher uh, Aristotle Roter, who would help him in creating his alter ego. And thus, the question was born. Later, he would lose a fight to one of DC's greatest combatants, Lady Shiva. I'm not even going to go into it. Just know she's a badass, works for the League of Assassins, and Batman has actually sent people to learn martial arts from her. And that will probably devote an episode way in the, later on in the future and that to her specifically. So let's not get bogged down with the, her details. Upon upon losing the fight where she almost killed him, she would not only save slash spare him, but also direct him to seek training from Richard Dragon. A world-renowned martial artist, Richard Dragon, would not only teach the question martial arts, uh, but school him in Eastern philosophy, making him a more Zen character than his original counterpart.
1: And compared to his original counterpart, that is a very big difference. Very black and white, good evil. There was no in between.
0: Literally, his original <laughs> counterpart was Rorschach. That was Ro- That was basically like when they created Rorschach. That was. Like, I get why he was supposed to be in the Watchmen comics originally, because he was a zealot, a very, you know, like, very right-wing zealot, anti-government, crazy person, who would more likely leave a person for dead than actually solve a crime.
1: I actually think I remember seeing in the research where he was known for doing that, where he'd leave criminals in water in a, uh, in, like, a sewer... And then call the cops and let them go find if they survived the water or not.
0: Yeah, like he would walk off. Like, Grant, that was the only slight difference between him and Rorschach. Is Rorschach was straight up murk a guy. The question would just be like, you know what? If he dies, he dies. Which still, you know, not great. (laughs)
1: no definitely if you're supposed to be a hero that's definitely more anti-hero kind of work exactly like that's Uh, kind of starting to borderline villain work
0: (laughs) that really that's where we get into the yeah like i definitely agree with them altering his character to make him who he was and that or who he's become this more which granted in every version he's a paranoid guy which i find endearing (laughs) as a paranoid guy myself He's like, like I love uh, in Justice League Unlimited. There's a scene where Huntress is in there and she's looking at this board of stuff he has, and she's like, "I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know that the Girl Scouts were responsible for crop circles." And he's like, "Most people don't, but most people don't even bother to ask the question."
1: I mean, it's the Girl Scouts who would think,
0: right? He actually I, also I found there. the twenty uh, fourth flavor of Ben and Jerry's. Fun fact: <laughs> that is canonical in the cartoon universe. Oh, DC, right? But um, but no, I definitely understand uh, a little bit about his city too. In that, uh, like from some of my research and boggling my head, it literally is considered almost a worse and more corrupt town than even uh, Gotham City.
1: And that says a lot. Considering Gotham is horrible.
0: Yeah, of course. I also believe Gotham a lot of its problems uh, stem from OSHA violations. And I think we can save a lot of the crime issues if you know we, you know, reinforce the railing.
1: That whole town is an OSHA violation, <laughs>
0: right? But yeah, like a way more corruption, like to a point where like I remember in one one of the comics and that, that I was checking out, the mayor straight up um, who he's has a romantic relationship with at one point not as the question she has no idea that he's the question in his reporter form kind of has a romantic back and forth with she gets shot put in a coma and the town breaks like first off it always bugs me and sorry it always bugs me in in comics or cartoons how much power or how much the people rely on a mayor when if you ask me point blank I have no idea who our mayor is right now nope I couldn't Uh, tell you who our governor is. Politics to know that. They could die tomorrow. And, you know, I'm I'm just saying the police can handle it, but not in comic book worlds. That's not a thing, apparently. So, yeah, literal war breaks out. And the question has to go around beating people up, trying to figure out who shot, you know, who shot the mayor and that.
1: Who shot the mayor?
0: Which, you know, provided. yeah, you know, provided him uh, with you know figuring out the different corruptions and stuff and that, uh, which I think it was her husband actually, who got her shot because he didn't want her in power because he was one of those corrupt people.
1: yeah, in comics, that sounds about right. right? that's, that's pretty par for the course.
0: So uh, what like what can what does the question got in his arsenal now?
1: Well, first off, he has absolutely no power to speak of. Yeah, but he does have an above intelligence and, according to some villains and corrupt officials, has annoying persistence.
0: That's believable.
1: You know, but his brain power, hes it's back to Black Panther, who is just physically better than you. This guy's just mentally better than you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he does have some tricks of it. other than that. First off, obviously, is his mask, which is made of a material called pseudoderm that was originally designed as a flesh imitation bandage for injuries. Unfortunately, they found out later that it was toxic to open wounds, but it was perfect mask for allowing a wearer to see and breathe like normal while scaring the crap out of anyone who bumps into him. The mask could be applied with a similar, uh, with a spray similar to aftershave combined with smoke from his belt, where he keeps the mask balled up. Also, it, can be re- it can't be removed without the spray or some serious extreme damage to the face.
0: Which knowing that kind of surprises me, that stayed on during his torture with Katniss. Or Cadmus and that uh, the group that's kidnapped him in the uh, Justice League Unlimited version.
1: Yeah, I don't remember how to pronounce it. Cad- yeah. Cadmus,
0: I think. Ca- Cadmus, Cadmus, that's it.
1: The gas also has a kind of a cool effect where, along with the chemicals, uh, he treats his hair and his clothes. That when exposed to the gas, it alters the color, turning it from his hair from ginger to black and turns his suit blue. Some comics his hair actually turned just to a darker red.
0: Huh. I didn't know that. I just always thought it turned black.
1: Oh, that's the main one. It, yeah. I saw it was like one comic issue or whatever that it changed to a darker red instead, but it was very more common with his suit being blue and his hair being red or going to black. Yeah. Because I guess at one point his suit also just turned gray instead.
0: I guess works. Yeah. I... And, I was doing the research. love some of the people who write this, but they're, they're just like, yeah, his hair turns from uh, from a blonde to a brunette. I'm just like looking at that image they choose. I'm like, that's ginger. That's a black-haired person. And then they're like, his shirt turns from turquoise to dark blue. I'm like, okay, the blue is correct. That's not turquoise. That's a, That's a brown, <laughs> if I've ever seen it. Yeah, whoever wrote this, and I was reading on the DC website, FYI. That's
1: even worse. So they that, can't even get their own character, right?
0: that was a little irritating to have to read and that from an official fan like fan site created by a company. But uh as far as weapons, uh, that uh latex stuff actually uh developed was um I was doing some reading that it was actually originally developed as a um like a band-aid and stuff, completely toxic to open wounds. Uh, the creator, um, actually, he came about it because he was doing an article on it because somebody, I guess, had stolen the stuff and they were going to sell it to use it as the Band-Aid. And then because uh, he came out with a piece saying this company is killing these people and that and like just sell it, try to get money. And that I believe it was his uh, co-conspirator, um, not Richard Dragon, the first one, Aristotle. Aristotle found out, out and he clearly, you know, didn't want people to die. He's the one who pulled the plug on the project when he found out it was toxic. He went to him and he gave him the truth. He's like, dude, somebody stole shit from us. We're not selling this product. Like, will you help me? Like, and that's how he gave him the mask and everything.
1: That makes sense.
0: Which I mean a pretty useful mask Like you can just ball it up keeping a belt buckle And that like as far as like Costume hero suits go that's probably Gotta be the most convenient to carry around
1: Yeah Other yeah, than
0: a, you know skin tight superman <laughs> Outfit
1: That and the flash and his ring
0: Oh damn yeah I did forget about the flash Which <laughs> you gotta wonder was he thinking about that When he made it, made it? <laughs> Possibly Though He does
1: kind of use that mask to uh, To mess with criminals because he'd you know using him uh, intimidate him and into confessing by implying that the gas would cause anyone to ex- that it was exposed prolonged times to it that they'd lose their face permanently
0: that's actually kind of brilliant <laughs> I mean shit I'd probably buy it I mean the fact is a guy with no face comes busts down your door and starts harassing you and like, gra- like throwing you around I'm kind of pro he wouldn't even need to get to the point of telling me that before I'm spilling my guts. Cause right. I'm, I'm thinking my friend gave me a bad dose of acid or shrooms or this guy's a demon. Is Constantine in town? Like what is happening in this city? We just had thugs. Now we have faceless men running around. Yeah, no, no, no That was always uh that's actually, yeah, no, that's, it kind of goes with uh, his other, thing that because he, he's considered an expert uh, interrogator which is also it's heavily implied that he tortures and is not above it
1: i can see him being a torturer
0: yeah like um because i his original mr a and that was originally inspired as like basically basically is the question they just needed to make the question a more cleaned up version so the comic book codes would allow him to be in mainstream comics because if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Mr. A, like, uh, reserved for, like, more newspaper comics and stuff and that?
1: I don't even know who Mr. A
0: is. Actually, fun fact, Mr. A was created by the guy who created Question. He was inspired by himself. That was the whole point, is he created a character and he just wanted to get into mainstream. So he took his character he already had and just altered him slightly enough to get him past the censorship. But you gotta wonder, that original question was basically Rorschach, what the hell? That's already dark. Like, you had to clean that up? That was your cleaned-up version was Rorschach.
1: That's kind of scary. I kind of want to see Mr. A now.
0: Right? I'd like to do an episode on that. So, as far as, like, him showing up in films and stuff, he was the first alluded to in the new Batman Adventures, where in the episode titled The Creeper, the Creeper knocks out a faceless mannequin dressed to resemble the question. In costume, the shop they were in was uh, named Ditko's Vintage Clothing. A homage to Ditko, he would have a recurring role in Justice League Unlimited, which was his first actual appearance outside the comics. Oh, I actually... No, that does make sense. Yeah, because I'd never seen him anything else. Yep. He has yet to make a live-action appearance, only being referenced in Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. And those references are more to his city of Operation Hub City than they are of him. So there are more references to uh, the city that he operates out of. Yeah. I think, yeah. Because
1: there was a couple episodes in Arrow where Felicity and um, Oliver would visit Hub City. His city was referenced once in Legends. But he never made an appearance. He didn't even get referenced. It was just the city he worked in.
0: Which, I mean... Okay, because I get because didn't they say they didn't want him in the uh, those live action shows because they had bigger plans for the character? Yeah,
1: I'd, I'd read that, and they're they're like he was originally supposed to be in them, but DC had other plans, so they chose not to let her. Because of the other plans, he wasn't allowed to be in the shows.
0: Which I'm just saying. Out of all the shows, that like all the things out there, and that how awesome would he have been in like The Flash or Arrow?
1: I would. Those loved shows it.
0: are kind of the perfect. Like live action thing for a character like this,
1: with the way they did Arrow being darker and broodier,
0: basically Batman, with
1: he would have been perfect for <laughs> Arrow.
0: He would have been perfect for Arrow in that, especially because I think they would have actually gotten along. Probably, he definitely would have annoyed Arrow. I know that.
1: That's the best part,
0: because I think even in uh, in um, in, or in Justice League Unlimited. Batman's one of the few characters who actually can tolerate him. Well, it's because he's
1: basically Batman, just without a whole lot less gadgets
0: and more paranoid Zen version of Batman.
1: Yeah, that's about that's about it, though. Yeah. He, he, other than that, he's Batman,
0: basically. Well, because like he ultimately to figure out like the secrets that the government has, Batman puts him on the case because he thinks he'd just be better suited. Which I, I can remember, see it. I remember in the episode, he's like, "Don't worry, guys, I got the question working out." The entire Justice League table is just like, "No." No, not that guy. Why him? He's a nutball. It's like, I know. He's a little weird, but he's got this. Sometimes you
1: need a little weird.
0: I mean, a little bit weird, and, you know, that's generally what happens. Ooh, also, weird power he does have. I forgot to put it in there and that cuz it's not even it's really it goes with his zen thing. He's obtained a level of like zenness and that with his city i don't know how else to word it this is kind of how they word it to level of zenness where he can kind of read the city something like imagine basically like in your like you can feel the city and that just knowing a city so well and being so in tune within that that like say like you know you're even allowed to see in that but say there's one sound out there that just doesn't quite match up and that he can pick that out like he, he would notice if something that, was up
1: that's impressive
0: right like he'd be walking by and be like like you could be walking by through a, like a dirt trash alley then notice that one door that's kicked down he's like that door shouldn't be kicked down even though it's like dude all the doors in this alley are busted into <laughs> like what makes th- what makes this different see how it's slight angled in that that dust there and that is slightly moved as though it's been pushed open while being kicked this is done recently this isn't an, an original thing kind of like that type of thing. Makes sense. That's I mean, kind of cool. As a private eye, that's kind of a useful thing to have, though. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, we could bring up a few few references in that. Like, yeah, De- uh, Dennis O'Neill in that. He's actually the one who decided to alter him to the Zen character he is now. That nah. originally, yeah, like we said, he was supposed to be Rorschach in that. At basically, and that Steve or uh, Dennis O'Neill's the one who thought, you know, like I want to see a more Zen, a more understanding guy. Did like how they kept in the anger problem, though.
1: Definitely. Then, you always gotta have kind of the anger problem when you get Zen people. Yeah. You gotta have some kind of flaw somewhere.
0: Because, I mean, ultimately, why go Zen if uh, there wasn't a problem to begin with? Unless you grew up in a monastery and that, most people are like, I'm Zen now. Oh, I bet you are now. How's your fa- How's your family doing? Probably you better. seen your kids lately? Yeah. Just speaking. Just speaking from some videos I've seen online. But, uh... But yeah, no, no, So the character um, and uh, his first comic book appearance was what gave him his trademark look and trademark, you know, whole Zen, Zen attitude. And that created by Dennis O'Neill. He's the one who took over and kind of just like led him into the whole thing. But in fact, question at one point does die in the comics.
1: I mean, they all kind of do at some point or another from something. True. Whether but, they stay like, dead is another question.
0: I'd say he's came the closest to staying dead out of a lot of superheroes because, like, he he died from lung cancer, passed the mantle on to a ex-cop, and he didn't come back until the Black Lantern Crisis.
1: See, there's that crisis again where yeah. they're bringing characters back.
0: Which that one, like, that one at least, like, I will admit, he at least stayed dead longer than most other characters who die. Because even Batman getting hit by the Omega Beams came back kind of on his own accord. Meanwhile, the question had to literally be reanimated from a ring that reanimates dead. And they also had to kill like 12 other superheroes in that series and that to make that to make that comic a thing. Because uh, Aquaman becomes back. I think Batman. I think uh, Superman's dead too. Like a bunch of characters come back as the Black Lantern Corps. Yeah, dark, right?
1: I like it. I'm going to have to go look for this now.
0: I do admit, I wish I could see the question in more cinematic appearances. Just because from what I saw of him just in Justice League Unlimited, he was arguably my favorite thing on the show.
1: Which is funny because he only had like four or five episodes to him. The rest were like three or four cameos later on. That was it.
0: Yeah, he really wasn't like, yeah, a few episodes devoted to him, but like those episodes were my favorites, honestly.
1: But it kind of speaks to how good of a character he is. In the whole show, he had a total of like seven episodes that he was in or revolved around him. And he's one of the more memorable characters.
0: Yeah, memorable in that, more likable. Definitely annoying in that, but that he's got that weird charm about him. Where he's like completely annoying and kind of an asshole in that, but you're just like, Oh, that's just question. That's just question over there being questioned. Look at him digging through our garbage. Fun fact, he also digs through people's garbage. He,
1: yeah, Supergirl uh, even asked him about that. He's like, oh no, I dig through everybody's garbage.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was a good... Lo- I thought it was also the most questioned thing to be said.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because that shows his paranoia. that He don't care whose trash it is. He's going to go through it.
0: Yep. He's got to know what they're up to in that. got to know if they're going to be a liability in the field that day. Because freaking somebody's been night eating all the freaking chili in the break room... And that I need to know who's fucking doing it. Also, that explains why that one guy keeps giving him the evil eye, because I'm sure he knows that he's stealing all the chili in the freaking break room. So, question. What do you think?
1: You know, for being a question, he's pretty cool. He's kind of surprisingly kind of a badass character.
0: That's why I got saying that. Honestly, loved him in the series. And now that I know, you know, that he's got uh, actual comic books devoted to, to just him and that, it's something that when I have money, I'd actually be willing to buy some of his comics and read up more on him. For anyone still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character beforehand, from a movie, from comic, from cartoon, hell, even that t shirt you just thought looked cool, but guess what? You're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe, share with a friend. Dick Rail out. Keep riding them rails.